0: I'm Matthew McCabe. Welcome to Miracle Voices. Each episode, we will be delving into stories of forgiveness, healing, and transformation that have come about from integrating the principles of the book, A Course in Miracles. If you want to learn more about A Course in Miracles, visit www.acim.org. If you'd like to visit the Miracle Voices site, please go to www.miraclevoices.org. If you feel inspired to make a love offering, please visit us at miraclevoices.org forward slash donate. All donations go to support the work of the Foundation for Inner Peace, the publisher of A Course in Miracles. Now here's your program.
1: Hello, my name is Selena and I am part of the Let's Discuss A Course in Miracles webinar team at the Foundation for Inner Peace. The mission of the Foundation for Inner Peace is to publish, distribute, and discuss A Course in Miracles, and we are holding these Let's Discuss online webinars as an expression of our vision of extending love through A Course in Miracles teachings. We want to take a moment and thank all those who have donated to the Foundation for Inner Peace recently. Your donation makes a difference, no matter the amount. So, our listeners can visit our online donor page at acim.org forward slash donate. We'll put that on the chat. Before I introduce today's pre recorded session, I invite you to join me in prayer. From the text, chapter two, I am here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent Him who sent me. I don't not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. Now it's time to introduce our event. And today we are holding a beautiful and conversational celebration that's focused on letting the voice of the Holy Spirit sound through us. What is it like getting out of our way so the voice can be heard clearly? And You may have even wondered how your course practice can inspire a connection to spirit. Well, we have the perfect companions for our journey in today's event, which we bring to you and it's called bringing in the voice it's such a pleasure to have and welcome our guests today we have the singers and songwriters ricky como and scott grace and also with us is author singer and producer james twyman and of course we have foundation for inner peace president tam morgan hello
2: and welcome to you all hi Um, really wanna Welcome everyone to this particular webinar that we didn't even know was going to happen. It is very authentically in alignment with bringing in the voice. We didn't expect to be having this holiday celebration. And when we got out of our own way about it, Spirit had something else to say about it and something else to sing about it, apparently. So in speaking with James, uh, we Both were inspired to have this holiday celebration where we get to talk about this topic in particular, and we want to start it off by showing the video that we do have on our site, and people have seen it before, and some or many haven't about Helen. It's one of the only it's actually the only video recording audio sorry recording that we have of Helen speaking about her experience of the voice and Helen always called it the voice. Uh, It was identified and he identified himself throughout her listening as Jesus, but her reference to him always was the voice. So here's our clip so you can see and hear, really hear uh, yourself what Helen had to say about her channeling of this voice.
3: There's nothing that I would call ordinary audition about this at all. It doesn't really... It's a curious thing and it will be very difficult to explain. Somebody asked me, was it as though your hand was moving? No. I wrote perfectly voluntarily in response to... I call it a voice, but a voice has sounds... or sounds as though it has something to do with hearing. I didn't hear anything. I think it's a sort of hearing that you can't really describe. It doesn't have anything to do with ears, or waves hitting a drum, or anything on that order. I don't really know. I think maybe I'm using the wrong word when I say hear. I sort of recognized it. It was very rapid. I could even, if I didn't catch a phrase, I could sort of say, would you mind doing that again? But this is strictly mental. Otherwise, I would consider it hallucinatory activity. I don't feel it was that. It? it wasn't my voice. It couldn't have been because it talked about a whole area with which I am entirely unfamiliar. I think "new" may be a better word mm-hmm. than "heard." I did not know consciously at the beginning of the sentence how it was going to end, and that puts me under a further handicap in terms of ordinary language because ordinarily, if, if, I think, if, if you're going to say a sentence, you know what it's going to be, you sort of get the gestalt immediately. But I didn't, and it, it came very easily, very rapidly, very smoothly, I guess even painlessly, except that it annoyed me to death, but that's irrelevant. I guess here isn't the right word. I could stop any time or pick it up anytime. and I did in cabs and subways and anything, or sort of between telephone calls. The only curious thing that I do know, and this is curious, I am used to doing pretty much what I want to, and I do make my own decisions, but for some reason or other it never occurred to me not to do this. I thought that this should be done, I made every effort to keep it without me. I did not want to intrude on it, and I felt that it was a matter of personal integrity not to. I really did not interfere with it. I think the thing that I found upsetting about it was it went against everything I believed, which is very hard to do, but I felt it was much more important. I know what I believe, but I didn't know what this was going to do next. And I was very pleased with its coherence. And with its being very consistent, which is something that I would regard as as a mandatory criterion, it read very well. Mm -hmm. And I know the pain with which I managed to get something to read halfway as well (coughs) as that, which is very agonizing. And this came out very quickly, talked about a system I don't know anything about, and confused me no end. I'm still cross-eyed.
2: So I doubt she's still cross-eyed, um, but it really brings up this question of what is hearing. As Helen said, it, it might be the wrong word that we're using when we say hearing, but it is a listening. And the listening is being in touch with spirit and an alignment to whether we download something in a way that Helen did in a vibrational way or we actually i mean everyone is different and there are times when i ask when i actually do hear um, a phrase or an answer Um, but again it's not in my voice so it's not specific hearing it's the understanding and knowing that there is a voice coming through and it makes itself known to me. That's my experience. I've heard so many different people's experiences and our guests today, you're all musicians. So I'm curious what your way is of this hearing, listening or getting out of the way so that the voice can come through.
4: Well, you know, the only way I can really get out of my own way is to relax. Um, and to get I found really quiet and silent inside my own mind. Um, and the only way I can do that is to really it's it's a, it's a relaxing has to happen for me if i'm nervous and trying to get it right. I cannot do it, and i'm you know at times I can't get quiet. because there's like this big push that happens for me sometimes before another layer is released and it gets very very chaotic in my mind and it will feel like i can't control my thoughts when in fact i just believed i couldn't i was trying too hard you know and it's always in the relaxing that and it's always trying to you know find a way to be gentle with myself and 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 not trying to be perfect and not trying to get it right um just giving myself a break. And and then I know I have complete faith that Jesus is with me and talks to me all the time. And, and, And the problem is getting out of my own way. I've had so many experiences where I've been, you know, miraculous awakening Jesus comes to me, but it's not consistent because I'm not consistently present. More and more, I'm getting consistently present because I do have a threshold for pain and i'm you know as i get older i'm not able to tolerate that inconsistency anymore and luckily spirit gives me huge contrast experiences like a few even months of you know me deciding i'm going to go inside and and just heal everything because i've decided that's what i've decided i'm going to do i'm going to go here and do this and just be with god for 5 months and heal yeah. You know, whatever he's always showing me, I have to get out of my own way to get really still and quiet trust and take it easy on myself.
5: You know, speaking of of relaxation, one of the things that I enjoy doing is getting into hot water, maybe literally and figuratively, (laughs) but usually a bathtub or a hot tub. I find that that gets me into a state of consciousness where i can feel the voice i i love that helen said that hearing is not really the right word and that if she had heard something being the the brilliant psychologist that she was she would have thought it was a hallucination but she felt something that she couldn't deny and i know that that's been my experience as well there is a light there is a buoyancy there is an energy when that still quiet voice we still call it a voice begins to ring inside of us and you feel it and then it's activated and then maybe you write a song maybe you write something down or maybe you just go live and share it through the the vibration of your life but yeah like like Ricky said I I have to relax first get out of my own way so that I can begin to feel that resonance it's like a frequency that comes into a resonant pattern now i can feel and interpret something that with my rational mind i would never understand but which becomes very apparent and very real in the moment when i'm chilled enough to allow it to
4: jimmy i can't believe you're saying this that is the single Most way I calm myself down is a warm bath.
5: Yep, nothing like it. I wrote an entire book in a bathtub once.
2: (laughs) I've read an entire book in a bathtub, Um, but I think, um, and then I want to hear from you, Scott, for sure. But for me, uh, and I I like to pay attention to that we do have listeners, and there's so many different ways, and I have a my own relationship with holy spirit and i start to get involved in things and i always say holy spirit you know i'm gonna be me get me out of the way so and there is just this tremendous trust i have and recently you know i was helping um well i wasn't even helping i was moving everything out of my mother who passed away last year's her her apartment unit And I was so busy and it was such a mammoth job. She had seven, actually eight extra storage units. And every time I cleared something, there was more and more and more and more to go through. And I was sleeping two hours a night and I was not stopping. I was, and if there was any listening going on, it was, I have to do this by November 1st when it's no longer in our possession. And it was such a, strange beautiful gift that on november 1st day of the dead when it was all over <laughs> uh, the move i got covid like slammed with it and a stomach bug and a flu like everything to stop me and that was my i really feel it was a gift from spirit to say okay stop get out of the way and the things that i heard because of that um Actually, just went through a podcast um, talking about that, but there—if you can't do it yourself, ask, ask spirit. You have to be able to welcome anything that comes your way to get yourself out of the way, because sometimes it might be a Mack truck. But um, but there's there's always that partnership, and a hot bath is so much easier. I recommend that um, because that helps me as well. But, but know it can happen no matter what with the asking. And Scott, you're on.
6: Indeed. Oh my goodness. what? Uh, I, I love baths and I love like um, meditation. But for me, like at this point, it really, I could just be jogging. I could actually be jogging or jumping up and down on my rebounder. And if I ask, if, I, if I'm sincerely asking for help, the help comes and it's a it's a voice at this point, uh, it has a lot of gentleness, it has humor, it has authority and it's always the voice of love. Sometimes it, it's it definitely is, is Jeshua, Jesus, sometimes uh, it doesn't identify itself, but um, the thing that yeah, I could be nervous, I could be filled with guilt, I don't have to relax, all I have to do is ask. And that in the asking, the the voice shines right through my nervous system and starts to speak. And I start to listen and I start to relax. So so for me, the voice is not, there's no prerequisite, just a sincerity of asking.
2: I can feel over here that James has the voice ready to move through, <laughs> okay. not just could be in the car, but I can feel it. And that this is a very spontaneous and non-written out webinar so go for it
5: well as we were talking i remember a a song that's very dear to me uh it's called helen's song Mm
7: -hmm. and it's a
5: song that i wrote for our dear sister and i i wrote it imagining that this is jesus speaking to her so this is the voice that speaks not only to helen but to each one of us So I'll just encourage you as you hear this song, maybe to put yourself in Helen's place and imagine that this is Jesus speaking, that voice speaking in whatever way you hear, very intimately into your ear. So here it is,
7: Helen's song. I'll teach you. I'll teach you to remember who you are and have always been. There is a light so bright within you, and this light no end for I am there and I will I
2: there it is I mean that's just the getting out of the way and I you know I know so many people who feel they have terrible voices singing voices I I'm actually one of them um and yet it doesn't matter when the voice comes through it comes through I moved to share this uh story that I when I was holding my mother and she was transitioning and she was in at that point um in and out of consciousness but mostly out of consciousness and i was holding her and singing to her uh, and i sang the first song i sang was um fly me to the moon uh because she, when i was a little girl it was the first song i remember her singing to me where she'd hold me up in the air and spin me around the room and sing up i must have been one to two years old at most um and sing that song and then i progressively got out of the me story with her and and songs came through and one of them which was incredibly funny to me was if i had a hammer and my stepsister was there and she looked at me and she's like why are you singing if i have a hammer she didn't ask just her face showed it and i shrugged because it was coming through and it really wasn't until 24 hours later that i realized oh that was her work ethic. When I when I met with the staff meeting and it came through, she, her work ethic was if I had a hammer, I'd hammer out justice and warning and love between my brothers and sisters. You know, the song of freedom, all of it was her work ethic. And, but one of the songs that came through was such an extraordinary experience because I do not have a good voice. And it was the song that was sung by Karen Carpenter, Close to You and she loved that song. And in the 70s, she loved that song and I was getting into the Grateful Dead and I was like, Mom, that song is so schmaltzy. I can't believe you love that song and forgot all about it for all these years. And I'm holding her in my arms and suddenly this song comes through and it wasn't me singing it. It was an angel singing it. And my sister and I, both my eyes were open like who is coming through me it was the most beautiful voice it was so extraordinary and then I listened to the words for the first time because I was separate from the singing it I didn't know I knew the words and one one of the um lyrics was um on the day that you were born, the angels got together and decided to create a dream come true. And they sprinkled stardust in the air. And I don't even remember the rest of the words, but that day they came through and I was weeping because it was so beautiful. And in a singing way, that's the only time I completely got out of the way because another voice needed to come in. And it, it felt completely like this angelic, voice and it was so moving to me and um and i just want to say it it doesn't matter if you have a good voice or not even if i used my normal voice to sing it the love that would have come through was all that mattered um but have you guys ever had experience of that where it wasn't even you that was bringing your song through
4: Yeah, I guess I could go next. I've had to sit and try to write songs and try to create music. But um, one time I was waitressing and I was on a break having a cigarette and a song called Brave Soldier came to me during that 10 minute, the whole, every chord, every word. And I, I got home at the end of the shift and I wrote the entire song, knowing that I only know 10 car- chords on a guitar. So I use a capo to make up all kinds of songs, but I was like, well, God, I hope I know these chords because, you know, I just received the song. And um, yeah, I knew all the chords, it just came out of my mouth. And I, as you were speaking, you know, I've I've had singing experiences where many times where I'm not singing and, and that's been my purpose. Like I feel on earth is to, um, you know, Choose over and over again, so I can see. I never have to do anything. Spirit can come through me at all times, and I I've been shown a million times that even speaking Spanish, I don't know how. And you know, I I sometimes I just start to speak Spanish if I'm relaxed. Like I said, when I'm relaxed and not trying to do something, that means I'm out of the way, and spirit can sing through me, right through me, you know, interview through me, you know, whatever it is. It's and it's amazing. I know that you were an angel singing. And I don't feel that way all the time when I sing. And that is my lesson. When I'm out of the way, the spirit can do anything and everything beautifully through me, or productively, or whatever he wants. Whatever's supposed to happen, the flow just comes through.
2: Yeah. And you guys, over there?
6: Individuality is not meant to be taken seriously. And when when I'm lighthearted about me, about this thing called Scott, um. And I open up my mouth and I sing and I have a prayer, I am, I am here to be truly helpful. Whatever energies are needed to best bless the person in front of me, little Louis Armstrong, um, you know, a sense of humor, uh, a, 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 sometimes a very serious monk like quality. So it doesn't, it, it doesn't have to be me. There is no me. You know, for me, I think the most
5: profound experience like this that I ever had was uh, many years ago, I guess it was 1994, a friend gave me a sheet of paper that had the peace prayers from the 12 major religions of the world. And this all came from a conference that had been held in Assisi, Italy, my favorite place in the whole world, when in 1986, Pope John Paul II called all the leaders of the different religions of the world to Assisi to pray for peace with the peace prayer from their tradition. So the Dalai Lama, for example, came and shared the Buddhist peace prayer and on and on. And several years later, someone gives me this sheet of paper. And I'll never forget that I had maybe in one hour, I as I read each one of these prayers, the music was just floating through the air. And I just picked up my guitar and played along and within one hour I put all 12 of these prayers to music, but the thing that I didn't realize until later was that maybe two days earlier. I had put the prayer of St. Francis to music once again, it was effortless maybe 10 minutes. The prayer of St. Francis, you probably know Lord make me an instrument of your peace, and that really is the key right there, make me an instrument an instrument doesn't play itself right an instrument surrenders into the arms of the master musician and allows itself to be played if a guitar had a an imagination for example it might imagine just as we do that it's music is coming from it but it's only when we surrender and ask for guidance ask for spirit to move through us that that beautiful sound comes through. So I had written the prayer of St. Francis and I I didn't even put it together that it was like a door had opened up inside me. And many, many times when I have played in particular that prayer, miracles have happened. Just to tell you one that I'll never forget. I've had the chance to travel to many war zones uh, to, to share these prayers of peace and to promote peace. And once, uh, many years ago, right after apartheid, I was in South Africa, and I met this uh, Reverend Matthews. I'll never forget his name. And Reverend Matthews worked with the, the gangs in the, in the townships. At that time in Cape Town, uh, there were about 300 murders a month, primarily in the, the townships. And so Reverend Matthews wanted to call all the gang leaders together to have the peace troubadour sing to them. I don't know what he was thinking, but I was nervous, as you can imagine. And I'll never forget being in this one little area, and over it was it was almost like a, a South African scene from um, uh, West Side Story. And so over here on this one side, you see several cars, very nice cars, pull up on this side, the same thing, over here in this corner, and very dangerous men are getting out, but they all know and trust Reverend Matthew, so it's a, a truce. And Then he introduces me. I didn't know what to say, but I sang the prayer of St. Francis, and afterwards, a man came up to me, and I'll never forget. He He didn't have a shirt on. He was tattooed everywhere, and his eyes were so dark, and he asked me if he could speak to me for a moment, but over there, away from everybody else. And I'll never forget feeling a little bit nervous, like, okay. And I walked with him and it was when we got far enough away that I I saw tears beginning to form in his eyes. I was told later that this man was particularly notorious and, and was one of the leaders of the most dangerous gangs. And he looks into my eyes and he says, I have killed as many as five men in one day. And I don't know how to be an instrument of peace, Mm -hmm. but when I heard that song, I knew that I wanted to know. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you gonna say to someone who says that? All I could do is be present with him, but I knew that somehow that spirit that we were talking about before was moving through him inspiring something in him and i don't know what happened after that day but i hope that a seed was planted that someone even with a history that that he's had can hear that still quiet voice and turn everything in his life around so that's what that spirit can do for us if we listen deep enough
2: indeed i mean it's also that's what a Course in Miracles helps teach us, I mean, it gives us an effective route to listening and to uh, getting out of the way so that we can let spirit come through. This is a complete aside here, but one of the things that struck me that this world is actually insane or a game one or the other, um, was when I learned that in wartime people took off for Christmas. And I remember as a child going, you stop war to celebrate Christmas. Like you can stop war. I didn't know you could stop. Like it's telling someone right in the middle of them being raging and angry. You can stop for a moment, come back to this. Um, and it, it, was just inconceivable to me. And I remember wrestling and grappling with this idea of this really is a game then, if you can stop for peace. Um, and it it's stayed with me my whole life. So I love that you use that example, because it really brought that thought to mind um, in the middle of this war zone, people coming and experiencing peace. Let's think about that. Yeah, I, that.
6: I I would like to to sing about that. <clears throat>
2: <I clears> throat> 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 By the way, <laughs> James, when you were when you were tuning up and you know, we're talking about bringing in the voice, it was like mm, wrong chord, wrong key. <laughs> Next key, <laughs> which we can do also because um it Helen was <laughs> very clear that in the beginning of her hearing listening whatever we're calling it, um, she was like a rusty faucet where it, it, you know, it wasn't as clear as it got later and later and more and more. And as the iambic pentameter started coming in, you know, where she could really get out of the way and, and go in the flow of it. So when we get to wrong key, regroup, recenter, metaphorically. Okay, Scott
7: all right
6: why do birds suddenly appear that's not the one um <laughs> thank you here. what if right in the middle of a war we took a pregnant pawn said what is all this for? What if in this serious dance of death we suddenly took a breath and realized we are one and we are blessed and I just allowed that to be born in the moment. <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
5: Love
2: that. It is amazing. It's all amazing. Thank you for that. that
5: you great. need to know that we we are here in a little town called Ajijic, Mexico, uh, where we have our Namaste Village spiritual community. And Scott does this pretty much every day. We We have a session in the morning, and I almost always call Scott up at the end, and he just takes a a little tidbit or so and writes a song like that that I I can't even believe that 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 was just spontaneous that's extraordinary he does this almost every day here at namaste
2: thank you for completely bringing to life what we're talking about
6: sure
2: when you first told me what town you were in I misheard it and I thought you said you were in a town called Tihihi laugh <laughs> and, and laughing, it's the way I remember
5: it <laughs> Mexico <laughs> you know there, there was something that, that Scott said in his song uh, about a pregnant pause uh that I, I think um kind of carries over from the story that you mentioned Tamara about uh that particular story during World War one when uh the the English and the German soldiers stopped fighting they played a soccer game together they sang songs together because it was Christmas. Yes. And that's why we're coming together and this story is not so much about Christmas, but it's about the pause that we often feel or take during this Christmas season, we call this the season of peace. Because presumably it was the birth of Jesus, even though it wasn't um, but we at least celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace, which was also the source of the voice that Helen heard. And the idea of a pause, And I'm curious as to where Helen was with that feeling of pause. And there is a story about a pause that literally saved the world, quite literally, back in the early 70s. And not many people even know this story, but what happened was there was a a, a nuclear missile silo in Russia. And there was a protocol for what would happen if the if Russia was under uh, a nuclear attack and the protocol for them to web to launch their weapons in response. So how whatever that protocol was specifically. This particular officer in this missile silo received the order. Launch your missiles. Destroy the world, basically. Because, of course, missiles are going to begin flying in every direction. Launch your weapons. Russia is under attack. But he paused. He felt something. Maybe he felt or heard that voice. I mean, I'm sure we could all point to times in our own lives where maybe we were saved or others were saved because we felt something, something shifted and, or we heard a subtle voice. Well, he heard or felt something. And he said, I I can't do it yet. And the other officers had their guns pulled and said, launch them. Now you're under oath. This is what you were given to do because they couldn't do it without him. And he said, just take a breath. We're going to pause. And within about 30 seconds or whatever it was, long after he would have launched his weapons, the news came through that it was a false alarm and that he shouldn't do anything. Well, imagine if he had just followed orders or followed the protocol. He would have launched those weapons. Of course, the United States would have launched their weapons and it would have been Armageddon. But he paused because he felt something. That's the power of this as you called it the pregnant pause it's pregnant with something that is alive that can come into the world now because we paused and we listened and in doing so this particular russian army uh, soldier saved the world and it wasn't until decades later that that story came out and this older man was celebrated for his amazing act
2: yeah i mean we we also talk about <laughs> this, the stop, drop and roll to stop for a moment before we respond to something. And that kind of drop to our knees for surrender, and then we can move on Yeah, to practice that's incredible. But there is a little tricky thing that that my mind is coming up with right now, um, which is explaining the difference between the need for a pause um, in a situation that requires a need for a pause versus being in what is known as the zone so a blue angel pilot actually I heard recently um, someone was telling me that he knew when his time to retire was because he had a thought like he was so used to being in the zone and flying in that way that they fly so close to each other. That's unbelievable. The for the first time ever in years, he had a thought while he was doing it. He thought, My time is to retire. So it it was a different kind of a pause, which was the flip side of getting out of the zone where you just let spirit come through. And um, and I just find it intriguing that there's you know, certainly in this world of form and illusion, there there can be a flip perspective
6: on it. It's a paradox. Um, it reminds me of the Course in Miracles saying, "The ego always speaks first. Its voice is always the loudest, and it is always wrong." And so, in that context, when we're being driven by ego, a pause is really important. Um, but if you're if you're seeking to to be an instrument. And, um, and you hesitate and start rehearsing and start thinking, uh, then that completely blocks the flow. So I, I tell people who are uh, working with me to open up their creativity, uh, do not let hesitation have its way with you. Just jump right in. Uh, when I pick up the guitar and I start singing, I don't even know what notes I'm gonna be playing. My only requirement is to start, to not hesitate to get into that zone and let the zone take over. Ricky, do you have a song you'd
7: like to share?
2: You gotta unmute for us to hear it. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) But it would be. Thank God for you
4: supportive angels.
3: (laughs) This is called Authentic Life.
4: fears, decades of tears, and I'm wondering why I would buy the lies. I set my sights on a, a guided light. I will feed my hunger To be one with my creator I don't want to pay a price and live a life Without my guide I just want to follow you and come to truth broken through I just listen, there's only one. life and see what I feel and never hide inside my own with my own coming.
2: Thank you amazing now how did that song come through not
4: when i was out of the way
2: did it come through in one whole piece oh you mean how did i write it yeah yeah, um, yeah. did it did the music come with the words did how did it happen
4: I wrote that song piecemeal, I believe I was at the end of a seven year um, time living in community and in A Course in Miracles community and, and I was starting to feel like it was time but I was scared and I, you know, I didn't know and I just, I, I could tell I wasn't being what I was hearing, I wasn't doing what I was hearing and I was just like, God, I just need a, I need a, you know, get courageous and I just felt it was very it it still brings up emotion for me that song um just uh and I've only been gone from that community for three years it's been a huge transition so I'm still you know every day asking Jesus to um show me my my true my true self
2: me too
7: Amen. The, the the
6: emotion that you were feeling, I felt in my heart. That's the beauty of your gift. Is that it's that the devotion. You're in your healing process as you write and as you sing. You're ministering to your inner child, and and everyone can feel it deep inside our hearts.
4: That is correct. Thank you so much. I I'm, I definitely don't think I've gotten anywhere, and yet sometimes I feel so high on God. I just feel so buzzed and full of goosebumps. So I just feel like I'm never going to ever not be that way. And and then yes, I am. There are cycles and I, and yeah, just, I, I'm a very, I can, I'm just very feeling and passionate. And so, yeah, I don't, I'm not always in that, you know, I'm just so blessed to have so many people like know even Jimmy and Scott and Tamara I just feel deep connections when I talk and I'm able to be authentic sometimes so that's great
2: (laughs) say that you don't feel like you get anywhere I think that's actually the term of journey without distance no we don't have to get anywhere to be there to be Mm -hmm. here so thank you for that just beautiful
5: There's, there's nothing like that feeling of divine drunkenness when we are in that divine flow of grace and we find ourselves saying things that maybe aren't coming from that place that we're accustomed to speaking from. And you know, this is how the Holy Spirit speaks through us. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak through us when we have a thought, listen, the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you this, That's really not how it happens. It happens when I say something that I'm not even aware of saying. And it hits you like, whoa, that that was perfect. And what was perfect? I have no idea what I just said. So the Holy Spirit does speak through us. God does speak through us. And there was a great quote from Mother Teresa when she said, what would God say through you? We're usually, thinking about what would God say to you? But when she, when I heard that, I, once again, I immediately just picked up my instrument and said, okay, I have to write a song about that. So this is the song that I wrote to that beautiful quote from
7: Mother Teresa. What would God say through you? When your words do not matter what would love clearly do when your mind forgets the chatter of the words that you say but don't really mean the price you pay love remains unseen what would God say through you if you opened up your heart Would love say through you If your mind began to slow down And your heart began to open With the rest of you Soon come around to see That nothing really matters now What would love say through life say through you if you finally began to listen to more than words but what's behind them all would you comprehend what you've been missing all those empty years you thought you were alone you were right here at home what would life say through you if you opened up your heart what would love say through you if you opened up your
2: inspiration. Yeah. Um, I know you said that it doesn't happen, certainly for you, um, to have that experience of Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you, blah, blah, blah. Um, And my greatest experiences are exactly like that, where I'm completely surprised what comes out of me. But there are times where I am moved to say something and I I question it. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that in this situation. And then I do have a separation between myself and what's coming through. And I have found there to be times where I make a disclaimer, <laughs> like I'm hearing to tell you this. Um, you know, it's like, um, what's the disclaimer, you know, on certain shows of, you know, we do not feel this, but we're showing this in a documentary. Um, And we've used that, but it's kind of, I become split sometimes saying, this isn't necessarily what I'm thinking, but this is coming through me. And I do split off that way. It's not not as fun as when I'm completely moved through and, and I'm surprised by what comes through, um, but there is a, a sense of timing and I never need to do that, you know, I in the long run, and I do it less and less and less in my life, but there is this New Yorker in me that was, you know, grew up as um, equally as skeptical as always hearing and listening to the voice inside that for whoever I'm speaking with, sometimes I have to, you know, couch it a little differently than bam. um and and question really is this the right time for that and it always is so it's about bridging the trust for me continue
5: well first of all none of us can predict how the Holy Spirit is going to move through us it could be anything and everything uh what I would say to that is yes of course there are times for all of us but it's tricky because we have to in a case like that check in to make sure there's no personal agenda because as we know, the ego voice always speaks first and loudest and the ego loves when we when we give ourselves to this quest for wholeness, because it is so adept at using all of these spiritual um, tools or inspirations for its own agenda. So, yes, if I'm feeling that the first thing I do is say, okay. Where is Is there any agenda at all for me? Am I manipulating here even in the subtlest way? And if I am manipulating in any subtle way, then it's not the Holy Spirit. It's me. It's just well disguised. And there are going to be times when we have to say something and we check in. There's no agenda. Maybe, like you said, you don't even want to say it but you're being prompted. Once again, we don't know how the Holy Spirit's going to speak through us, but I, I, I do think that we have to be um, cautious, check in, really feel, because there is a definite feeling difference when it's me speaking or when it's the Holy Spirit speaking. And, and many, many people, gurus, teachers, have used that to control rather than to help people realize their own divinity. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you totally. But just the the not the caution, but the the ability to listen yeah. deep, to make sure, yeah, that I don't
6: have a personal agenda coming out here. A good um, clarifying question for me when when I'm in that position is, uh, am I okay with this person exactly as they are? Because if I feel uncomfortable. Maybe even out of compassion, uncomfortable with their pain, and I want to fix them uh, I can't really be truly helpful and fix something at the same time I have to see them as the Christ and from there words may come out of my mouth, but it won't come from from urgency it won't come from tension it won't come from from any um, anything other than just love
2: for me that's the key because I check is this loving is this kind even if the words might cause some disruption that's the biggest question
4: I think you got it when you you said you know I think it's okay sometimes to say I'm I can't believe I'm hearing this but here it is it's like it sets up a trust that I I wouldn't say this it's just coming through and you can take it or leave it you know it's not like you have an attachment to the outcome you're just saying what you hear it you're hearing in love I've had to do that a million times and I feel like at you even that you could have heard like I'm even setting it up for some people who could have taken it in offense. Mm-hmm. Um but you've said that. So yeah, but trying not to apologize is is another thing. I could relate to everything you were saying, Tam. And
2: also, I mean, I just want to bring into the conversation um for people listening, we're not just talking about music and voice and words. You know, it's it's anything creative. Um you know, dance and art, this same spirit can come through in expressions that when one is in alignment, um, and that's the way that I would put it just being in a, alignment, it can come through in so many different forms, and it's the same spirit.
5: Absolutely.
7: Oh,
4: uh, These guys over here do so many different things besides singing both of these talented gentlemen. Like what?
6: Bowling. <laughs>
4: Comedy for one.
6: James Bowles in his in his uh, bathtub. <laughs> yeah. You should see it, man. It's
5: bathtub?
6: It's a very big bathtub.
4: <laughs> well, I gotta be okay.
2: I want
6: to We have long resumes. You can find them on our websites.
2: <laughs> okay, good to know. Good to know. I will check that out. I definitely anything that has humor like that i'm gonna go for that is another thing about um the voice oh yeah
5: it doesn't take itself seriously we have such a tendency to take ourselves so seriously and our spiritual growth when the key is just to relax and to finally get the joke yeah
2: and i always say the joke is almost always if not always on us (laughs) yeah i mean it's unbelievably <laughs> continuously on me in my experience of it that I'm you know if I don't laugh I'll cry um and sometimes I do cry but it that joke is always there and that's how I know again that I'm in alignment because there is so much humor and irony and um absolute great joy and laughter behind the scenes within it even if it looks like i'm suffering there is still this yeah how dramatic are you being now um you know and and i can still hear that and be connected with that once i was um scuba diving i was getting my scuba diving certification actually and it was my biggest fear in the planet i was always terrified if there are things in past lives I definitely drowned um when people would say what's your fear as a little girl I'd say suffocating deep underwater and I was told well there's a word for that that's called drowning and it's like no, <laughs> no, that doesn't capture it it's suffocating deep underwater mm-hmm. so I I was one who whenever I noticed I had a fear I usually go straight at it so um but this one took me to my late teens early 20s and um I, I was going to go on a trip actually to Tahiti with my sister and um, that was kind of this reward for getting over this fear. So I started, you know, going in a swimming pool and taking these scuba diving lessons and the breathing. And finally, I went to Monterey for this class where it was very cold, but we had our wetsuits on and I went down and you have to clear your mask underwater. And I wasn't down that far, maybe 15 feet. but. To clear my mask and I had a cold. And you're not supposed to do it when you have a cold, but I was just, I'm doing this. Nothing's stopping. I, I'm not letting my body stop me from, you know, getting over this fear. And so I went and I cleared my mask and I started, you know, I had some mucus that came down the back of my throat and I started to gasp for air. And I was "Ah, going, and the teacher was there testing me on this. And she looked at my gauge and she showed me I had enough air. And I'm I'm like, "Ah." and I started apparently to turn a little bit blue. And, um, and my, my inner voice said, I, this I heard in words, stop being so dramatic. You're not going to get out of it this easily. Like I'm not gonna die at that moment, and then I had this part of my being just patiently wait as my body's going. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're, you're not leaving now, and it was extraordinary. And by the time I went up, and my teacher actually brought me up because she was scared. Um, and by the time I got up, it was all gone. It was just gone. And it was such a miracle for me. It was like surgery. The fear was gone. And I couldn't even watch Jacques Cousteau as a kid, you know, like I would start to hyperventilate. And um, so it was just an extraordinary experience to get out of my own way to watch my own drama and to laugh while I was in what seemed to be a traumatic moment. And that's when i know the difference in the voice beautiful wow
6: what a profound template for for facing fear it's a miracle you 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 didn't walk on water but you you did you know that's the greater works is you know just being able to heal trauma in a holy instant Mm -hmm. with your willingness yeah
2: and also that feeling like i wasn't alone like I truly wasn't alone. My ego was going through all the drama and the flailing and the gasping. But there was this presence there that was like, "Eh, write it out. It's okay. It's okay. And um, that it just that form of expression comes in so many ways, it can come when we're still divided like that. Yes, It can come when we're in the zone and there's no division whatsoever. And there's so many ways it can show up, um, as many ways I'm sure as there are people on the planet, if not more. And and we can experience each one of those ways within our own awakening. Um, So all the rules that we set and say, forget them all, like forget this course and walk until God with me. Um, you know, it's it's just our processing and our trying to articulate. But I did love that Helen worked so hard to um this is my word, not hers, because I, I was curious about it. And as a 16, 17, 18 year old, I would ask her about you know her experience of the voice because I had my own and the editing aspect of it which people said well you know that it never should have been edited it wasn't that it was edited from her perspective um and we didn't talk about that directly what what i got from it was that it she was trying to make it the symphony that she heard and she described it as a symphony um and she was trying to get all the notes right so that the symphony expressed and sounded as she heard it on that other level without hearing it and that's why she was against translations because she felt those are other notes brought in and it's a different aspect and it's going to sound different than the vibration she was trying to get across and of course we all felt you know moving forward that that was okay that for people to hear it in their own language as close as we could get um was was a gift in itself, but Helen was just adamant that every single note she put in by going and refining it, refining it. so it was the symphony that she felt she downloaded was very important to her. And um, and I don't, you know, I feel that as a writer going back when sometimes things come through, but when I reread it there, it's not quite the same tone as what I was feeling when it was coming through. Even though the words were just flowing, I still go back and be able to partner with that voice, asking again, it, what's what's the more clear word for this? And it falls into place. And you know, I don't wanna project on Helen uh, in any way that she did that, but that's my experience as a writer. Um, that sometimes the words after when you go back in and check, it's like, oh, that's the one. I was so in the zone that some other words came in. And and just, but it wasn't the exact feel that I, I knew I had felt. And I don't know if that makes much sense, but that's my experience of, of um, getting out of the way. Like I get out of the way because I also know I can come back in and edit and refine it and have spirit help in that process too. So it's not always just the pure channeling, it's the allowing for whatever comes through to come through. And then as someone said, which I always loved, um, life is perfect, but there's always room for improvement. And I think that that's a, a very humorous and interesting statement so maybe it's time for another song okay
5: maybe we can see what Scott can bring up like the magic eight ball yeah but
2: with so much more like
6: you give me the first sentence of this this song you you tell me um
7: yeah
2: oh I you know what I'm going to tell you it came when we asked what should be the title of this webinar
7: bringing
6: in the
2: voice
6: bringing in the voice
2: bringing in the voice
6: everyone is bringing in the voice just trust and rejoice you're finding your way
2: what's next the um on our show, <laughs> we put in an eye which has been very controversial surprisingly to me um because it's you know like price vision um and some people have thought it was satanic or <laughs> all sorts of perceptions but this eye was made um for to click on it and not many people knew it I just figured they'd find out their way to click on it and it would give a random course quote um, and bring you to a passage of the course so at any point like a lot of times when um we have staff meetings and we want to start a prayer like let's see what the eye will bring us and we click on it it's the bottom of the screen and it brings up something that of course is always relevant you know and that's what your your songs remind me of what I'd like to introduce first of all does anyone have any final comments that they Want to say in this, and then I'm going to bring us to our our great gift surprise. But is there anything that you guys want to sum up in this? I think you've sung it spectacularly. Okay,
6: just Merry Christmas to everybody. Oh yeah, Happy
2: New Year, yeah. Happy Every
6: Holiday, Feliz Navidad. Yes.
2: Oh, that song! I'm just going to play. <laughs> My son was asked to lead that song when he was four years old at preschool. And the whole class was behind him. I, and I don't know who decided he should lead this, but they didn't rehearse. And they were just like, you, his name is Lige from Elijah. And they said, you get up there first. So he stands in front of everyone and buoyantly yells, Felice Naughty Us, Felice (laughs) Naughty And Everyone, every parent was just laughing and they were all looking around like, what's so funny? So that's what that thought, that statement brings up to me. Anyway, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for, for celebrating because all I wanted for this particular webinar um, was a celebration, the celebration of this voice. And with that, we something came up on the anniversary of my mom's passage um just a couple of weeks ago a few surprises she had in store for me and uh that day i found a tape i was going through some of the storage bins because i was moving her out and we found a cd that i had that said helen singing i was like what is this and i had um tara our associate staff member brought CD player and she played it and I had never before heard this nor had anyone that I knew of and it was Helen singing with her husband Louie who she called Jonathan because she didn't like his name Louis. um his first cousin and his first cousin's wife um, Sonia and Dave, and then there was a woman, Audrey, there, and they were singing a few different songs, and one of them was, a, apparently, it's a Czechoslovakian folk song, but it's in English, and um, and uh, many children know the song, and um, she was singing it in a round, and I wanted to end this by by sharing as a gift to everyone, this really never publicly heard, and only four other people I know, just in playing it before this has heard helen singing this and we offer it as a gift and we hope you enjoy it we're not gonna say anything after it um it's going to end this time together and we hope you've enjoyed this discussion thank you happy holidays
3: above the flame. Of golden green, a young man's hair is dimly seen. Oh ya hoyah hoy swiftly flowing water. Oh ya hoya hoy la swiftly flowing water a plain plain of the plain, plain, plain of golden green, water, a young man's hair is faintly seen. water. Oh ya hoyah hoya la swiftly flowing water, a hool ya hoyah hoya Swiftly flowing water, hoya 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 la. Swiftly flowing water, hoya 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 la. Swiftly flowing water, hoya 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 Swiftly
7: flowing water.
0: Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to Miracle Voices by hitting the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you are enjoying these conversations, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you use. And lastly, please visit us at miraclevoices.org and join our newsletter so we can stay connected. Until the next podcast, I want to leave you with my favorite course quote, When you want only love, you will see nothing else.